This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, another episode of our Raw Reaction series. The morning after Arsenal battled to a nil-nil draw at Anfield. One of the first teams, I think, to uh, keep a clean sheet against Liverpool at Anfield since all the way back in 2019. That kind of gives a little bit of perspective about how impressive of a performance defensively it was from Arsenal and they will go to the Emirates next Thursday with the incentive and with the advantage of being at home to try and take victory, try and get to a final against Chelsea in the League Cup for the first time since all the way back. I think trying to remember what year that was when Theo Walcott put Arsenal uh, up and then Didier Drogba, of course, stealing uh, the trophy, trophy away. We got a chance to avenge ourselves if we can, in fact, get past um Liverpool in the second leg. But there was obviously so much more to this performance uh, than just the defensive security. There was mindlessness. There was big decisions that needed to be made. There was injuries. And there was transfer news. And we're going to be discussing all that and more in this morning's 8am show. Typically, we do our 8am to all the transfer news. That's not going to be devoid of the content here. We are still going to discuss some of the transfer news that dropped yesterday. But what we like to do the morning after the games if I was working the night before, which I was, uh, is break them down with the help of everybody in the chat box as well. So good morning to you guys in here today. Scrolling up, we've got Titus, we've got Mr. Ginger Kuna, we've got Stevie Moe, <clears throat> we've got Rich Carney, we've got Jose, we've got Nick Meadows. So it's morning, afternoon, wherever you are, Arteta has got me onside. The way he organised the team after going down to 10 men was outstanding and kept them down to one big chance at the end. Uh, Will Coop says, morning, lads. Excited to catch one of these shows, 3 a.m. You're mad. Absolutely mental. Why are you staying up that late? <laughs> uh, Matt G says, morning, fellow good. Happy Friday. Good morning to you, Roger. Good morning to you, mate. Michael Space Ape Kicking Chickings. What on earth? <laughs> what kind of name is that? Uh, Viraj, good morning to you. Marcus, Paul. Uh, we've got Christopher. Uh, we've got CFRL in the chat as well. Lincoln feels like a hangover this morning. Someone feel me. Shocker, Jacker shots. What a performance from our 10 men team, though. Good morning to Femi. Good morning to Brad. So many more of you 
as well in the chat box. So, uh, so many thank you for joining me. If you want to check out my live reaction last night to the game with Chris uh, Davison over on the Arsenal Way link is the description to the channel as always. But just to kind of get my thoughts out there amongst everybody before we jump back into the chat box and get a lot of your thoughts read out and uh, and how you're feeling about the game. I yes, uh, and Reese is babyface Tom. So it's gradually getting there. We're getting the stubble of a middle-aged man uh, <laughs> coming through gradually. Um, but yeah, thoughts on the game specifically. I thought, obviously, up until the point in which we went down to 10 men, we were in things. We were creating a little bit, and there were opportunities that we probably would have built upon had the game continued. The red card, which is the only real place that we can start. I maintain, that, and I agree with Clive Palmer, who also tweeted this out last night, that the ref didn't have to give a red card in that moment. The ball, in my opinion, is going to Ramsdale. Jota is never going to reach it. The last man description is not the reason why you give a red card. You give a red card for the denial of a clear goal-scoring opportunity and for serious foul play. Now, if Xhaka is given a red card for serious foul play, I haven't got an argument. And that will depend upon the number of games that he misses. If he misses three games plus the additional one, because I think he had a red card already this season, so I think they had another one. Um, then I have no argument. However, if they give him the red card for the denial of a clear goal-scoring opportunity, I have to have an argument here because the touch from Jota is, is you know, the touch from Jota is excessive. Ramsdale's going to collect that ball without a shadow of a doubt in my mind. Um, even with the fact he stopped, he'll still accelerate towards the ball faster than Jota will reach it. And in my mind, it was not the clear denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. But that doesn't matter. And I'm not going to get into a big debate about whether it was a red card or whether it wasn't because we're all entitled um, to our opinions on that. But what I will talk about is Granit Xhaka and the decision to mindlessly, senselessly, immaturely, immaturely, <laughs> in an immature fashion, uneducatedly, to just dive in and launch his foot and his studs it, into Jota in that moment, why you wouldn't just continue to run forwards, keep your composure. It's a really hard ball for Jota to take down, as just described. I don't understand why his thought process is to just take him out. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you, see the ball coming over the top. I've got to take him out. I just see red. I've got, to, I've got to take him. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna get him. That's just that's how it feels. He must just see red. And it just goes through his mind. And I can't get my head around why Granite Xhaka feels the need to just launch himself like some kind of harpoon into Jota. Time and time and time again, Xhaka has let us down. We go back to the Manchester City game. And whilst, again, there was a lot of kind of questions about whether or not that was a penalty, why is he tugging his shirt? It's not tugging his shirt enough to take the player down. But why is he tugging his shirt? I don't get it. Why are you putting yourself in these situations? It makes utterly no sense to do that. And the thing is, we didn't really have a choice but to play him because we are so, so thin on the ground with our midfielders that we had to throw him into the team a little bit cold, just been out with obviously testing positive. And that's not an excuse. That's just a situation. But time and time again, Granit Xhaka lets Arsenal down. And he did it again. And it's so utterly 
mindlessly frustrating. And I wrote about it last night. Um, in fact, I think I wrote about it in my article. I said another senseless Xhaka challenge with the clause, I need a template or some kind of hotkey on my laptop that just one button and that sentence pops up on my screen because that's what I kind of need because I've used it so many blooming times. And that leaves us in a situation that we'll come on to towards the end of the show about transfers, about kind of where we are in midfield. Anyway, we move on from the red card. From this point, Arteta makes a tactical change. Rob Holding comes on. We go to a back three with the two fullbacks, so effectively a back five because we played in a back five for most of the game. Uh, and obviously the midfield changed a lot. Martinelli and Saka tucked in a bit more, although they still did play quite heavily out wide, but they tucked in more so. And Lacazette kept dropping deep a lot more. So it was basically a five four, two, one bank of five, one bank of four in front of Ramsdale. And we just remained solid and hit on the counter whenever we could. And as one of the comments earlier on in the video suggested, we just managed to hold Liverpool to one big chance, <clears throat> which came right at the end of the game, where Minamino skied a difficult first-time strike over the bar to the pure and utter delight of Ben White. And if you haven't seen the image, go look at the thumbnail, first of all, because the image is, is on the thumbnail. It is one of the most satisfying images it just kind of all of the all of the laughter, all of the um, satirical anger that we had at Liverpool for let's be real, the false positive fakery controversy, uh, all of that just in and etched into Ben White's laughing face, and I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved seeing Ben White just laugh at the fact that Mino Mino missed that open goal. It was kind of a release as well, I suppose, of all the frustration and the anger um, that they had, that team, of being a bit let down by their teammate. Uh, other performances of note, Bakaya Saka, brilliant on the counter, just kept on going constantly, all game, really mature performance from him. Martinelli, so much energy from him as well on the left-hand side for us. He was out on his feet, which I'm a bit concerned about for Sunday and how tired we're going to be on Sunday. We've got a couple of days of recovery and then we go. I don't think they'll train at all. They might have a, a small session, I think it's going to be mostly recovery between now and the game on Sunday. Um, Lacazette did well dropping in deep. couple of moments I thought decision-making was a bit off, but in the circumstances, I'm not going to pick up on that. Chambers came on, crossing, awful. <laughs> this guy cannot cross for anything, but defensively, was a lot better than Cedric. And actually, we had a couple of false positives, I suppose, with Jacques going off and Cedric going off because I thought Chambers was really, really solid when he came on. Ben White, I've already spoken about. Holding, I thought, did well defensively. Gabriel, the thing about Gabriel is I'm, I'm keeping my eye on Gabriel at the moment because there's just something, there's some rashness to his game, which obviously caused him to get sent off against Man City. And he got a yellow card for another rash challenge again. Um, and that, that did concern me. That did worry me. Um, and I, I think we are going to have to keep our eye on Gabriel because there is something about him that makes me concerned that he's going to be a bit rash and we could see him get a fair few more red cards throughout the rest of his Arsenal career. Ramsdale, most of the time, I think was pretty solid. There was only that one issue where he kicked the ball against Henderson or saying that Henderson did handball it. So I don't know why the ref didn't pick up on that whatsoever. Arm was well in an unnatural position. Should have been brought back for a, for a, uh, for a free kick to Arsenal. But other than that, the team was solid. And we dealt with things <clears throat> really, really well throughout the game. And overall, I'm very happy with the performance and I'm very happy with the result. And I'm happy to take the game back to the Emirates next Thursday. Let's go into the chat box. Let's see how you're feeling about the game. There's my rant over. Um, 
Perez says, Tom, if you are Arteta right now, what would your treatment of Xhaka be? Look, again, <laughs> Xhaka really likes, sorry, Arteta seemingly really likes Xhaka. He relies upon him a lot. He talks about his professionalism. He talks about the way he always owns up to his mistakes. But I'm sorry, this is one too many mistakes. And I'd be saying to Xhaka, like, what on earth are you thinking? Like, <laughs> why is it so absent-minded so many times? Like, once, you know, fall on you. Or shame on you, or however the saying goes. Um, but twice, shame on me because and three, four, five, six, seven times, shame on the moron that is me to keep playing you and to have not replaced you in how many ever years we've had. I appreciate Xhaka for all his good points, his passing, his consistency of passing in particular, his leadership on the field at times, but his leadership goes out the window when he does stuff like that. Uh, Jasha says, Tom, uh, do you think the decision to double down Xhaka has left egg on the face of those who made that decision not to improve <clears throat> the midfield? Um, I think it's left the egg on the faces of all those that have been involved in keeping Xhaka at the club for a long time. They extended his contract in the summer, maybe not to keep him for the long term because he could still yet leave in the summer with Roma uh, linked, but uh, to not bring in an improvement on Xhaka... Looks a problem. Hopefully we can get one in in the next few days or so. Uh, Matt Murdoch says, Xhaka is like a mailman who delivers your mail fine most days, but some days he'll throw a brick through your window. <laughs> T-Man says, morning, Tom. First time catching the live feed from NYC. What are you doing up at that time, you mad man? Well, a resilient effort by the Gooners. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it was uh, a very resilient effort indeed. Matt says, how, how can we be so reliant on someone who is so unreliable? And it's just very, very true. No Sleep says, I know that Xhaka cares, but he just doesn't have the athleticism to match his desire, which makes him reckless and a liability. The thing about Xhaka is he's got that bad loser thing about his game. So that if someone beats him in a foot race like Xhaka did, like, like uh, Jota did, he just takes him out. Like if you if you beat him for steel, if you beat him for pace, he's a bad loser. And he's like those guys on six side pitches where you outskill them and they just kick you. And yes, I am talking about something from experience. <laughs> you just you're able to take on a player, you're winning a game, and they just start kicking you. That's who Xhaka is. That is exactly his mindset. Bad loser and just kicks out when the when things aren't going his way. Um, Cheers, Dozy says, please, Tom, what are the rules for postponing games? Like, if I knew that, I think I'd be working for the league because no one knows the rules for postponing matches. That's the problem. Navarro says, Tom, is our tour on the plane yet? We don't know. Um, supposedly, there's a bit of, there's a bit of um, back and forth about the actual rules for this. But Chris Wheatley tweeted out yesterday that obviously Arsenal have accelerated talks for our tour, understanding that they had to be registered by midday today to be able to play on Sunday. Now, I'm not sure if that's 100% correct because uh, pointed out to me by a friend of mine that actually this is the first game day of this weekend because Brighton, I think, play tonight, which means actually the player would have had to be registered by yesterday midday. So I'm not sure if actually they've missed the deadline to be able to play this Sunday. I need that double-checked, but I'm pretty sure that makes a lot more sense that the registration deadline would have been yesterday at midday. So at the earliest, I expect if we do sign our tour, he'll probably be playing in the second leg against Liverpool. Fingers crossed we have another signing in by then as well, but we'll have to keep that and a close eye on that, that's for sure. DMC Harper says, Xhaka got straight card, got red carded straight into the transfer retirement window. Jasmine says, Xhaka has historically had three howlers per season for us, City twice and yesterday. That's the quota field for the season. I mean, we're pretty early in the season, Jasmine. I mean, he could be looking to break that record. Averages are there for a reason. And sometimes you have the anomalies that are much higher 
than it usually is. Uh, Dez says, Tom, it shows that Liverpool depend on Salah and Mane so much. We say that. I think Mane has had a pretty poor season. Like, he scored a few goals, but I don't think he's anywhere near influential as he used to be for Liverpool. Salah is obviously huge, but they had a very good team. Their team was better than our team on paper last night. Yes, they were missing two big players and Cater as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> that team was very, very solid. They had nowhere near that many players available when we were supposed to play the first leg at the Emirates. And obviously this week, we are down without with missing loads of players through injury, through positive tests. We had to play the game. And even with their, you know, slyness, we still managed to get a draw. So brilliant result for the Arsenal. Uh, Rahil, what's the latest on Dusan Vlaovic? This, the situation continues to be the same. Arsenal, for from my understanding, have been able to break through with talks with the player, like they're able to speak to the player. The club shouldn't be a problem. The player shouldn't be a problem. The problem continues to be the agent. And until Arsenal sort out a deal with the agent, nothing is going to happen. And this continues to be the biggest problem. Those like myself that were concerned that Vlahovic is not interested or is uh, questioning a move to Arsenal, those fears can be put to rest because that's not the case. Vlaovic would be interested in a move to Arsenal. The issue is the agent and solely the agent at this moment in time. Um, the CEO of Fiorentina, uh, Baroni, I believe his name, or Barone, um, came out yesterday saying that he wants a decision from Vlaovic in the next 24 to 48 hours. So let's wait and see what happens with that one. But uh, it's just frustrating at the moment. We're just trying to wait and see what happens with this one. But it's it could uh, for me, it's 50-50 right now. It could go either way. Um, Bernard says, uh, what do you think of David, David Neres? Is transferred to Shakhtar for 12 million? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. A lot of Brazilian players go to Shakhtar. Not usually this way round, to be fair. But it's just not really worked for David Neres, unfortunately. I remember that game he had, or rather that season that he had in the Champions League where he was absolutely excellent. Um, but at 24 years of age, moving to Shakhtar to next, I, it's just obviously not worked out for him. He's got three goals, two assists in the Eredivisie in 15 games. One goal in the Champions League. It's it's not like Arsenal would have benefited from moving for him, but maybe you can get his career back on track in Ukraine uh, for the benefit of him. Uh, it's Arta Mellon coming to Arsenal. Uh, I doubt it, Jeffrey. And it's Arta Mello. <laughs> Arta Mellon. Jasmine says, Tom, as for now, if only one of Vlaovic or Bruno to sign this window, choose. Uh, Vlaovic, without a shadow of a doubt. Striker is more important. I know that might sound crazy, but we are only two league games away from getting Partey and Elneny back. So absolutely the striker. Uh, Vera says, are Vlaovic's agents asking for a 10% sell-on clause? That I'm not 100% sure on. I don't know what they're asking for. I just know they're being a right pain in the arse, basically. Stevie says, Tom, why not go for Dominic Calvert-Lewin instead? Because Vlaovic presents as probably a player that would cost a similar amount of money as Calvert-Lewin. He's younger. He's performing regularly. He's not suffered with the injuries, even though I don't believe Calvert-Lewin to be injury-prone. But in, he is coming off the back of a, a fairly lengthy injury from this season. And Vlaovic is not. I think that it represents a move that would be a proper statement signing. So that's probably why they're moving for Vlaovic over Calvert-Lewin at this moment in time. King says, Tom, will we ever see a fallout between Xhaka and Arteta? Or can he do whatever he wants? I don't think he can do whatever he wants. I just think that he reacts in a way that Arteta appreciates when he makes these silly mistakes. The problem is, is they're just far far, 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 far too common for them to keep on forgiving him. Andy, apparently Vlaovic has deleted his Twitter. I did see something on Twitter about that. I don't know what that means. I mean, that could be for a number of reasons. That could be Fiorentina fans giving him abuse, if in case he leaves. That could be Arsenal fans harassing him consistently. That could just be him. 
that could be getting rid of it because he's annoyed about something to do with the agent and the situation with it maybe a social partner i'd have no idea but we we can't speculate on why really he's done that with any kind of legitimacy because it would be it could be for a lot of reasons um dana says i love the i love that shazari uh from ben yesterday been a while who was your man of the match uh, Dana, I mean, Ben, for me, was probably the man of the match. Saka was very a close second, followed by Gabriel Martinelli. Um, I thought they were all absolutely excellent. And, uh, you know, it's just the way we need. We need a little bit of that quality in the team sometimes. And we had that. Again, I loved the image that's our thumbnail today of Ben White laughing in the face of Mina Mina. It's just great. I just love it. Uh, Seb says, we should sign Wilshire on a short-term deal. I don't agree with this. I don't think we should sign Wilshire on a short-term deal. I don't think it's necessary. I think we can make a signing during these days. We can't register Wilshire before Spurs, as far as I'm aware, anyway. We don't need to commit to that kind of contract. Let Wilshire go and get a team somewhere else in this window and be done with it. We don't need to bring Wilshire in. We can make a signing before the next leg, and, uh, and hopefully we will do. Uh, Zander says, just because we are short in numbers, even if the club... Uh, no, it would fail. Can they not appeal and automatically make Xhaka available for the North London derby? Uh, look, I would lodge an appeal based on if it was given for the denial of a clear goal-scoring opportunity. If it was, however, given for serious foul play, I wouldn't be appealing it. It just depends on the context of why they gave the red card. Uh, Okaya says, what do you think of Lukonga's performance? In the first 20 minutes before Xhaka got sent off, I was very worried. Very, very worried. Um, I really thought, again, that in those first moments, he just looks like a really cold player, really cold in terms of minutes and just not yet up to speed with what's expected of him like it was early in the season when he was really good. Still young, still learning, still transitioning. But the problem is, is that it's just, as I said. But anyway, the positive was, is when Xhaka was sent off, Lokonga remained solid. Lokonga did his job. Lokonga stayed in, fought hard. But on his own, I'm not sure that's something we can do moving forwards at the moment until he develops into a stronger player. He is going to improve. He is going to get better. But he needs Partey next to him, I think. And he needs that kind of, you know, that shepherding guidance. That's 160 minutes worth of football now where he's been the most experienced, orthodox central midfielder in the team at 22, just turned 22, in a new league, in a new team, in a new environment. I think it's, you know, the expectation on him has been massive and probably a little bit unfair. Abriel says, uh, Arsenal recalling Aziz. Is he going to feature in the derby? I would be surprised if he isn't on the bench on Sunday. Uh, Aziz, I don't know if they've registered him in time, but if he is, if he has been registered, I would not be surprised to see him involved uh, in the bench because we need that midfielder. And I don't think we're going to bring anyone in before the North London derby that can play. So we'll wait and see. But for my money, I think that he's been recalled because of obviously the lack of minutes at Portsmouth across the whole of the first half of the season. They really kind of misled Arsenal, I think, in how they were going to use Aziz. They didn't really use him at all. And when he did, I and mean, when he was used, he wasn't used regularly enough for him to build up any kind of form or transition well enough. Um, so he is being brought back. He's back with players that he's comfortable with playing with. He's played with them before in the youth side and, of course, in pre-season. Bring him in, add a little bit of depth, and then you can send him out on loan at the end of the transfer window for the second half of the season. Uh, John says, Son won't play. We should attack the hell out of Spuds if we've got any attackers to be able to do it or creative links. Let's hope that Emil Smith-Rowe is back for this game. Fingers crossed he recovers from his tight, his tight groin, it might be, um, that, that Smith-Rowe has. So fingers crossed he recovers 
for Sunday. Uh, Viray says, what did you think of Inketia? I Not much. I mean, he barely was on the pitch for the game again. He's a player that should have been sold, and I don't know why he's still here. Uh, Chris says, Tom, what do you think about Chambers as DM against Spurs? It's an option. It depends on Tommy Asu's fitness, because without Tommy Asu, of course, we are now without Cedric, who's also injured, and Tommy Asu. It depends if Tommy Asu is back or not. Fingers crossed he will be. Um, but Chambers at defensive midfield could be an option that we use. He's got the versatility. He's got the dynamism. He's more dynamic than people give him credit for. He's not rapid, but he has got a turn of pace. He can be. He can move around the pitch fairly comfortably, especially in a central position, as shown at Fulham. So I would be, I would be considering it more so than I would Ben Wyatt. That is for sure. Um, kind of saw us in midfield on Sunday, says Alistair. Possibly that's the only thing we have left to choose, mate. Possibly so. Um, Viraz says we're going to miss Lacker's beautiful hold up play. So important we sign a striker who can also do that ASAP. No sleep says, Did our set say in the post match interview that he didn't see the replay of the Xhaka challenge, but it looked deserved? If so, that's a change of tune for Arteta and Xhaka. We'll have to wait and see. John says, Is Erdegaard out for Sunday? Yeah, unfortunately, because the rules in the UK regarding the length of quarantine only change on Monday, it does mean that Erdegaard will, I'm 99% sure, miss. Um, the game uh, on Sunday, which is a real shame. Uh, Manu says, Fab says Artur won't leave before they find a replacement. Why don't we have the power to force it anyway like Roma did to us? We'll have to wait and see, Manu. I know that Arsenal and Edu, Edu is pushing really hard to try and get this Artur low move sorted ASAP. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But it does kind of show up the naivety of letting Ainsley Maitland-Niles leave before we ourselves found a replacement. Uh, Will says, Tom, what are your thoughts on the Xhaka Reds? I think the Red allowed us to keep the game and nil-nil. We played a low block instead of chasing the game, something Klopp has struggled to find the answers to. I can't disagree with you. I think the red card was a false positive, if you will, for the game. Uh, Dana says, uh, what would you do with our midfield on Sunday? Love the community over here. Thanks, mate. They're a brilliant bunch of people, aren't they? Um, I'm tempted to say stick with the back three and trying to hit on the counter. I feel like if we attack Spurs, and we do attack Spurs quite often, we often find ourselves hit on the counter and they score quite simply. So maybe I would be tempted to stick with the back three, go with the wing backs. Might even be tempted to bring Tavares into left wing back, put Tierney in at left centre back. Um, ben White, Gabriel, Tierney, Tommy Asu was right wing back. If he is available, I would use him there. Go for a midfield of probably Lukonga and Chambers. I think that's an option that we can use. It depends on if we're able to register someone by this time, but I don't think we're going to be able to. So Lokonga and Chambers possibly there. Uh, so that would be five, two, three. Saka, Lacazette, Martinelli probably makes the most sense. Depends if Smith Rose fit. If Smith Rose fit, I'd probably bring him in for Martinelli and have Martinelli come off the bench towards the end because Martinelli is shattered. And it also Saka is shattered. So you could choose Smith Rose or either of those two and probably go to a five, two, three or a th- Three, four, three. You know what I mean? It's five. It's a five, two, three is what I would go for. Um, no Sleep says the experience of holding Liverpool with 10 men can only be positive for the mentality of this young squad. It absolutely can. Uh, Pranjia says Son will be out. Some breather. He always scores. Yeah, he's a bit of a breather for us to have him out of the team. Absolutely. Uh, Night Owls, Taiwan Band says uh, would be awesome if Chambers played a worldy game against Spurs and keep Xhaka on the bench for the rest of the year. Diana says, I hear that we will sign Arta at least on paper before midday today so he gets registered. I don't know where you've heard that. Um, Chris Wheatley reported via Football London that Arsenal are hoping to get this done before midday. But even then, I'm not sure even 
if we sign him before midday, if that registration period counts, because there is a Premier League fixture today. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Maybe we'll get special dispensation like Southampton did signing Willie Caviero outside of things. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Kunal says, hi, Tom. Who would you play up front on Sunday? Lacazette, without a shadow of a doubt. HK says, got a bit, uh, got a bit, lads. Pumped up by yesterday. Performance. Absolute mad performance by the lads. Absolutely, mate. Um, Hakeem says, Partey will be flown to London tonight after their game. <laughs> even so, uh, he's got, a, I mean, I doubt he would. I don't even even want to. He, obviously, the African player is very passionate about the tournament. Quite rightly, it's one of the most disrespected tournaments in the world. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Earliest day will be back, as Matt Murdoch says, is the 20th of, uh, of January, which means he would only be available for the Burnley game, as would El Nenny. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see on that. But I don't think Ghana are going to get knocked out. I think Ghana will be able to get through. And Manu says, is there a quarantine period for transfers from abroad? It depends on which country they come from. Uh, Jasmine says, Tom, who's been the best centre mid signing of the last window thus far? Uh, of the last window, centre-back, we only signed one centre-back last window, and that was Ben White. So, it's him. <laughs> I think he's been better than Gabriel this season, Ben White. So, uh, I think he's been brilliant. I think he's been one of the best signings that we've made uh, in the last decade, arguably. And he's only been here six months. Ben White has been absolutely fantastic for us. And that's not reactionary based on last game. I've been saying for weeks, months, that I think Ben White's been brilliant for us. So, Absolutely. Uh, no, Vinaya would not give Genduzi another chance at the club. Let him leave. Let him leave. Anza says, so who's going to play then? Everybody is out. Yeah, everybody is out. But that's why we think Lukonga and Chambers could feature in midfield. Ty says, was at the game yesterday. And when we lost earlier in the league this season, their atmosphere is a myth. I wrote about this again uh, in one of my later pieces last night because I had to give the travelling away, away support some brilliant credit because... The Arsenal fans in Anfield were great. Go read the piece. Link is in the description and in uh, and in the chat box. He, uh, it's rather they, that the crowd were fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Made up for the loss, the loss of Granite Xhaka. And uh, yeah, I mean, the famous Anfields silenced in a nil-nil draw uh, with our fans. I mean, I, I think I've used the line in the piece uh, that when we talk about Anfield and we talk about kind of the stereotypes of the English game and, if there was a possession statistic for the microphones picking up fan noise, Arsenal would have won it with as an absolute canter. So, uh, yeah, fantastic performance from the Arsenal away fans. Um, Must Pass says, question, Tom. I'm starting to believe Arsenal can compete with the big sides. I'm starting to believe that we can get top four. I'm starting to believe, I'm starting to believe in Arteta. I'm delusional, Tom. <laughs> You're not delusional, mate. I think there's plenty of evidence to give you this season that there's a lot to get behind. I think that the one thing that Arteta has done for a lot of fans this season is really give the Arsenal fan base something to back, something to be really kind of attached to, to support, to like. I like the doggedness of the team. I like the creativity that the team is certainly growing. I like the direction the club's moving in regards to the players that it's targeting, the players that it's already brought in. I love the unity, which I used in the thumbnail today. It's you know, I've, there's something to really back at Arsenal at the moment. There's something to really get behind. And it, it genuinely takes a really kind of, it takes a real type of person to look at what's going on here and slam it and not want to get on side and not want to support this team um, because it's it's enjoyable and I'm liking it. I'm liking this team. I'm liking this group. I'm liking the way in which we're playing at times. 
Uh, we'll wait and see what happens by the end of the season. I maintain if he doesn't achieve top top six, there's a real question about his future because that would be three seasons without European football. But at this current stage of play, the signings that have been made, the performances we've put in, the results against big sides we've had, I really genuinely feel there's something to connect us to this team more so than we've had in a long, long time. And I'm very, very positive about it. Um, Manu says, where did Yonit Matt go? <laughs> Yonit, I don't know where Yonit's gone. Uh, Des says, only subbed a few days ago. Great content, Tom. Thanks, Des. Much appreciate that. Uh, Manu says, uh, did you see Amari shouting? Uh, Amari shouting from the bench because of a throw-in not given? I, I didn't. Who's Amari? Is he a listener? <laughs> uh, I mean, he might be a listener, to be fair. I need to I need to catch up on who's actually watching these shows. Paul says, uh, Ben White has been improving and because of other performances gone under the radar, is Gabriel as reliable as White or are there like Adams and Bold better together? Um, I think they complement each other quite well. You've got kind of the more physicality, the, the clearance side of, of Gabriel's game, who has got a pass in him, but... His passing is nowhere near as accomplished as Ben White, and that kind of dynamic works together. Uh, Mohammed says, who starts for you, Arthur or Xhaka? Arthur, <laughs> he's so much more reliable than Xhaka is. Go watch our shows we've done on Arthur. We've done quite a few now, um, so do go and check it out. Oh, Omari, Amari Hutchinson. Sorry, Manu, you, come on, you, you proper, <laughs> they probably mugged me off there. I have no idea who Amari is, Omari Hutchinson. Um, I didn't see that, um, but uh, no, I didn't see that at all. <laughs> as if I'm pretending Amari Hutchinson's watching these shows. Love. Uh, Canal says, Hi, Tom. Are you as excited as I am for having Mika Bira from the bench for the last two games? Now, it frustrates me that he wasn't given a chance in the last two games. It frustrates me that Amari Hutchinson wasn't given a chance either. Um, we'll have to wait and see if that changes in the near future. I imagine if we sign a striker, he's going to be getting nowhere near the first team, at least for a little bit. I think the plan is to send him out on loan next season, to my understanding. So we'll have to wait and see if that happens. Uh, Inga says, is there going to be a show this evening? Uh, yes, there will be a show this evening. Uh, I'm going to try and get a group of or you know a group of people together that you recognise uh, to have a good old chat about uh, today and about how we're feeling about... Spurs. So yes, there will be a show this evening. Make sure you're turning those notifications on so you don't miss a show. There is nearly 900 of you in the chat box, people. Do please drop a like on the show if you haven't done so already. I'll be back this evening to talk a little bit more about yesterday's game, what it means, the transfer window and the North London Derby. I'll be back tomorrow morning as usual for the usual 8am show. So make sure you tune in for all of the latest transfer news. We'll be updating you as per and, uh, yeah, we'll be covering uh, the North London Derby. I'm working the game, but there will be a reaction to that game on this channel on that evening because I'm only working until 9 o'clock. So there'll be a reaction at 9 p.m. And there'll also be a show in just under an hour's time over on the Arsenal way. So make sure you go and check that out as well. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you, as it always is. Amazing performance last night from the boys. And uh, I will see you this evening. Have a fantastic day. And as always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you Guinness. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.